You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Well, we're going to uh, end this show on a bit of a side note. So, uh, former Knicks player and Syracuse star Lewis Orr uh, passed away last week after a battle with uh, cancer. Orr played six seasons with the Knicks between 1982 and 1988. He also coached in the college ranks at Siena, Seton Hall, and Bowling Green. Or led Seton Hall to two NCAA tournament appearances. Uh, in a statement, uh, Georgetown head coach and former Knicks great uh, and teammate Patrick Ewing said in a statement, I've lost a great friend, someone who has been in my life since I was 22 years old. We developed a friendship and a brotherhood. He was always someone I could talk to. We would talk about life. We would talk about basketball. We, could talk, we would talk about family. Or had joined uh, Ewing staff uh, at Georgetown in 2017. Um, uh, Ewing has said or is going to be, you know, part of the Georgetown program forever. Tommy, any uh, notable memories or thoughts about the life and career of Louis Orr? Yeah, Louis Orr predated my fandom a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, the, the thing that I think kind of stuck out to me was just how everyone had such a kind words. And, you know, some guys will pass away and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be mentioned. But, um, you know, so many people went above and beyond and talked about as good a player as he was, as good as a coach as he was, um, had that success at Seton Hall. Um uh, you know, just the, 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 the just the type of person that he was. And um, I was listening to the uh, radio broadcast, actually was driving home, um, I think it was Friday's game. Um, but the John Wallace, who's a Syracuse alum and, and, and or is a Syracuse alum, just talked about how, um, you know, he took him under his wing and just kind of showed him the ropes. And um, Wallace is actually better on the radio than I thought he would be. Shout out to Ed Cohen and um, and, yeah. and Wallace. I've listened to a couple of different games here and there. Um, those Both of those guys do a really good job on the broadcast. Um, but, yeah, he just talked about how even if I wasn't a Syracuse guy, and I know there weren't Syracuse players, um, you know, just really went above and beyond um, for his, um, you know, just looking out for, for fellow players. And, um, yeah, I think Patrick's statement said as well. And, uh, Mr. Ewing, we love you on this pod, but you got to get some wins together down Georgetown, brother, or you might, uh, yeah, your yeah. time might be limited, you know? So, but, uh, yeah, our RIP Lewis or. Yeah, no, very well said, Tommy. Yeah. I, I think of, for me, or well, one, I kind of think of, uh, just, you know, my dad who, uh, you know, lived and died with these Nick teams of the eighties that were, Mostly a mess. I mean, there were some bright spots here and there. Bernard King, obviously, uh, you know, with, with some phenomenal seasons. Pat Ewing getting drafted, of course. But Lewis Orr kind of being one of the kind of the steady pieces on those teams and um, kind of being kind of a reliable, high-efficiency player, uh, kind of just a, a good character guy during those years as well. Um, also, kind of going back to his – looking back, you know, at, at his career that predated the NBA, I kind of for, forgot, like, because of, I guess, when he – entered the NBA like he kind of predates kind of like the real true establishment of like Syracuse as a Big East power like right. the Syracuse was not in the Big East until his senior year um this was kind of the beginning of Jim Beheim kind of establishing his program as a national program uh Louis Orr, I know he was Jim Beheim was very emotional this weekend talking about Louis Orr. um I mean he was one of the foundational pieces of the Syracuse orange um and the, back then orange man now orange and that kind of spurred this new era, and then Pearl Washington kind of really took them to, to different heights. So, so in RIP, of course, at Pearl Washington, we lost a couple of years ago as well. So, so yeah, I think I, I so I think about that just idea that he really is like one of the reasons Syracuse basketball, you know, got to the heights that it reached. And then I think about him on the sidelines at Seton Hall. Like I also forgot kind of how good he was there. Like Seton Hall had had so many down years after he he was he was let go. 
that like I kind of thought it was he it was way worse. Like they they had multiple years where I think they won ten conference games. They went to the tournament twice, won a, a game in the NCAA tournament. So um, considering where things had went for a while before Kevin Willard got there, he did a really good job at Seton Hall as a coach. So uh, yeah, Luzor. I mean, he's always been kind of synonymous uh, with the, the Knicks uh, for his first playing days in the NBA. So very sad to to hear about his passing. And um, yeah, shout out to the captain. Patrick Ewing for 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 those uh those kind words and, and and apropos words for just kind of the impact he left not just on Georgetown where he was an assistant for the last five years and of course Seton Hall but uh, and Syracuse but also the Knicks. Yeah, amen. Um, and one other thing, I just I, I realized I forgot to mention it while we were talking before. Yeah. Um, as we wrap up and prepare for Tuesday's game against the Pacers, uh, against the Warriors. Sorry, um, Knicks will host the, after the Warriors game. Knicks will host the Raptors. Um, as I yes. noted early in the pocket, they are in the they are really headed in the wrong direction. Um, and then uh, they have the Bulls again Friday night. Um, they will be favored in all three of those games, three game home, you know, they, they, their home start of a four game road trip. Those are three winnable games. And obviously we don't look too far ahead of things, but could the Knicks be riding a 10 game win streak into Sunday Christmas day matinee against the Sixers? Um, You know, it's funny. It's funny because when this win streak was around maybe four or three, I started looking at the schedule because I will be in the building okay. on Christmas Day. I have tickets to that game. It's a Christmas gift for my girlfriend. Shout out to my girlfriend. Um, so I'll be in the building. I was like, what if the Knicks are on a 10-game winning streak <laughs> and they're playing ESPN, the matinee game against the Sixers? Like, wouldn't that be something? And I'm like, uh, we'll see. I Honestly, I for me, it was like, let's see if they get out from the Midwest unscathed. Right, because I felt like if they got out of the Midwest still undefeated, now you're talking about a reeling Warriors team, a reeling Raptors team, and now it's like okay, now, now we're here. So yeah, definitely, definitely something to keep an eye on in terms of uh, what that you know uh, that, that 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 big spotlight game could be on Christmas Day, especially if they're uh, still on an on, on undefeated streak. Yeah, we'll be back uh, with you guys on Thursday. Um, yes. after the, the Warriors and Raptors game. So we'll definitely talk about it. Hopefully we can preview a little bit of the Bulls game, talk a little bit about the uh, potential nine-game winning streak at that point. So uh, we'll see where we're at. But it uh, should be fun. It will be fun, absolutely. Thank you, Tommy, for, for joining me as always. Uh, Tommy, let me know where they can find you. At Tommy Beer on Twitter. And uh, make sure you guys sign up for that What's on Tap newsletter. Absolutely. You can find me, EJ underscore Stewart, Action EJ on Instagram and TikTok. Make sure you subscribe to the New Generation Media uh, YouTube channel and New Generation uh, Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts as well. 